listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you are interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at $2, 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of us needs and appreciates all your support. Hello, this is Bradley Martin, and we are back on the reservation with the Reservation Dogs, a Hulu show, original programming created by Sterling Harshow and Taika Watiti, starring and returning our four Reservation Dogs. DeFaro Wun Atai, playing Bear Small Hill, still has perpetual daddy issues and a lot of teen angst. With some generational trauma. Generational trauma, that affects all four of our characters. Alora, played by Devery Jacobs, has left the reservation with Jackie, Elva Guerrera. After a storm approached, they saved up all that money to go together, the four of them. But Alora and Jackie are the ones that take off. Also, we have Willie Jack, who believes that their practice with bad medicine has cursed the reservation dogs. And her quest throughout this season is to make things right between them, not just because their lives are all out of whack, teenagers, but because she holds sacred the bonds of their friendship and their brotherhood. And also you got the very chill, very confident, just all-around good guy, Lane Factor's Cheese. He's doing what he always does, taking things how they come, looking at the silver lining in the clouds, and dropping some profound wisdom this season. Now a storm has come and has gone. Gary Farmer, huge star this year. Check out Resident Alien Season 2 for him as well. Playing Uncle Brownie, believes that he is a medicine man because he is chase the storm away from destroying their reservation now after the storm is gone though we still got some devastation and some old wounds that need healing what happened to daniel is further explored and how that pain has affected our characters and what they're going to do about it is the overall arc of this season with me to talk about the reservation dogs today because i certainly do not do this sort of thing alone no sir I got someone who had never practiced bad medicine. Neil is with us. Hello. And I got a man who will fight tooth and nail against the U.S. government to keep land back. Elliot is with us. Hello, hello. And she, a lovely lady that would never, maybe, put Cool Ranch dressing on her dinner rolls. Melina is with us. I'm open-minded when it comes to food, but even I have standards. No, I don't. (laughs) <laughs> what did you all think of the sophomore season of Reservation Dogs? I think the coolest thing about this show is season one, they tried to package it as this 
cool comedy, these kids growing up, a little edgy with the crime. And it hit most of those beats. It was good. This this season, this show levels up like you see it. There was this distinct change that this show doesn't – it's not going for pratfalls, prank, or the low-hanging fruit. It has comedy in it, but it is deep this season. Like, they really nail some episodes. And still have fun in the episodes, too. Like, we go to a conference in the Wide Net episode, which is – hilarious through and through uh i could actually recommend bobby lee so watch something bobby lee's in and you won't be just magnetically repulsed by his inner over-the-top energy all the time but um the episode uh, and this is where the plot thickens is amazing for lots of reasons this show got really good and it's like a head scratcher and thinker now and it and doesn't ignore that these kids are still growing up dealing with a lot of shit the stuff from daniel the stuff with their own lives all of it that's what i enjoy the most about this season it really leveled up its play i think leveling up is definitely the right um word words to use there um i agree it's it's like it was i mean the first season was really 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 good and this was like just an even better cut above they were they introduced more characters there is a receptionist at the hospital who i think was just like a cameo in season one but also kind of stole the show a little bit and she comes back as a sort of main minor character in that episode where they go to the uh, the native american conference um, it was just little things like that um and really not being so tied to the main four, even though this really is their show, but just, uh, yeah, really, really fleshing out this world, basically. Um, this weird, this is a weird world. You know, it's, it's kind of magical realism. It's a lot of comedy, just straight up funny comedy, but also a lot of kind of like cringe comedy. And um, yeah, I absolutely love this season. I'm, I'm just kind of brimming with praise for this. Yeah, I tried to prime. I tried to think about uh, prior to coming in here anything negative that I really had to say about this. And while I don't think it's perfect, I would agree with everything that you guys have said so far that it is, I think, a big step up from the last season, which for me, that's not even a knock because I love that first season. I thought it was absolutely hilarious and heart wrenching and cerebral, like flat out surreal at times. And this season does too, but it feel I think that now knowing that they had a second season to play with these characters more, they kind of felt the freedom to expand on a lot of that, like you were saying. We get to know a lot of these people more. And that does not take the attention away from your four leads, which is great because from the first season on, I'm, I just have been absolutely in love with every single one of them. They have such distinct personalities you understand why they have been lifelong friends and how I love seeing how as they're growing up and they're all kind of reeling from this mutual tragedy, they're all dealing with it differently and how that's been kind of pulling them apart. Absolutely. Now I do want to get into some some of those secondary characters who maybe are kind of lead characters. It's hard to say. We have Big, the police officer, I have his, what is his name? 
came. Why don't I? Zon McLaren. Zon McLaren. Thank you, Zon McLaren. From Fargo, from Dark Skies on AMC this year. Yeah, which I've heard he's is getting really a lot good. more work. Like he should. It is really. Yeah, he's the lead of that. It's really good. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, he. He is a second character that mostly interacts with Cheese in the first season, I believe. Takes him on ride-alongs. He remains that, you know, constant, almost conscience in the streets and uh, the long arm of the law, as they say. But he actually gets his own episode this season. Mm -hmm. What did you guys think of that? I know a lot of times when ancillary or extra characters get their own episodes, it's kind of a hard sell. And people think that means, oh, the show's running out of ideas. Uh, you mentioned it earlier, though. This is where the plot thickens. How did you guys feel about these secondary characters, him especially, McLaren, and getting their own like full episodes to shine and what that meant to the season as a whole? And do you have any specifics that you'd like to bring up? At first, I was a little worried because the, the setup, the springboard, we've kind of seen, you know, the accidental dosing. Yeah. But where it, it goes in two directions – and one is huge. There's a reveal of his backstory, which if you're not quite paying attention, it's huge to our four main characters. Then the sidebar is it loops in this crazy side story that goes all the way to the governor's house. So where it went was great, unexpected, but it was kind of like, oh, it, it's not a full on comedy trope, but we've seen it. The right. They gave the beer to the guy that gets drunk with one sip or something like that. And what's going to happen. This is kind of what happens, but so you, you get past that first few minutes and then it's off the ground and running and it's not like anything you've ever seen. Yeah. I love that episode. And Brad, you asked for an example of uh, secondary characters kind of getting something really interesting to do. I think a huge reason that episode works so well is not just because it's, you know, Zon McLaren in solo episode, but because it gives uh, Kirk Fox, who was very much almost a walk on last season, a huge, uh, like a huge upgrade in what he gets to do. They build this really funny camaraderie through the course of that episode. And one by the end of it where I was like, oh my God, I am almost hoping i know that they won't um, but i'm like i'm almost kind of dying to see like a little mini spin-off featuring just the two of them getting into like crazy hijinks <laughs> yeah, and you have to watch funny. all the way through the credits because there's another payoff at the end of the credits yeah and we can't say anything about it but <laughs> a lot of little easter eggs in this show yeah that too is i really like that episode i mean zon mclaren is one of my favorite actors right now yeah for him to get a whole episode was great um, and, and I love the story and everything. As for sort of um, breaking away from the main characters, I I think one of my favorite episodes of this season was um, uh, Wide Net, which is where the aunties all go to this um, Indian Health Service conference. And, um, you know, it's essentially about health care on reservations, but it's, it seems, at least for them, uh, a place to hook up with people. And it's, it's one of the funniest episodes. Um, there is, there's a dance sequence that had me rolling on the floor just laughing my ass off honest to god um yeah i want to find this actress's name because they were all all really funny um with bear's mother kind of being the lead uh john Schmeeting, is that who you're talking about uh yes yes yeah so. who was up until recently one of the leads on rutherford falls which sadly got axed so i was really glad to see her get to do something here i loved rutherford falls and a chunk of it was her yeah 
and that uh, and that co-lead great episode well there's uh, a bit of physical comedy i want to say it's at the expense of one of uh, an a-list celebrity's health products where you stand over a steaming pot and cleanse yourself that had me in stitches because there's just no way right and then i looked it up and apparently it's a health craze and oh my gosh i can't believe that's a thing and that these uh, four comedian uh, dramatic actors were willing to do such a silly thing for the sake of this show and yeah wide net that was episode five Something about season two, which I think season one had strengths with. Now, there is a through line through both these seasons, but you can almost recommend episodes just off the cuff to anybody to get them to watch. Stay Gold Cheesy Boy, that has cheese misplaced from his own community into like a halfway home because of an arrest that happens. And he has no quote-unquote legal guardian. And that's like almost its little epic on its own that I wouldn't mind showing to my own kids. Guest starring Mark Marin as a very well-meaning but very angry, bitter, and jaded uh, social worker, I suppose, is the job title. It was, a stretch. <laughs> it, was, it was a stretch for him to do that, that role. I probably took him months to prepare. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling you're being sarcastic right now. Yeah, correct. <laughs> Well, I enjoyed his cameo in that, but also just cheese. Uh, this actor carrying an episode on his own, uh, one of the uh, four main core, and just the implications it kind of makes reminded me of Atlanta, how that would have comedy main characters in a through line, but also almost a very important, calling it a PSA sounds demeaning, but... I loved that particular episode, Stay Gold Cheesy Boy. Well, I mean, it's informative without ever feeling like it's preaching or just hammering you over the head with it. It's just very it's just mm-hmm. very self-explanatory. But, you know, it's still funny, which is what, you know, kind of keeps it from del- it's what keeps it from becoming depressing or feeling like it's stopping the narrative just to kind of put this in your face. Bradley, I think your uh, comparison to Atlanta is right on. I was going to make the same comparison. Um, And this this whole season feels more Atlanta than the first season. And, and like, uh, you know, uh, this this show is still its own thing and very original. So I don't want to, like, compare it in Atlanta to sort of – I don't want to detract from its own originality. Um, But, um, yeah, yeah, I mean, Atlanta kind of did their own version of that episode – and the difference between this and Atlanta is kind of shown there in that there is still a lot of comedy, some some pretty in-your-face comedy in these episodes, whereas something like Atlanta is really kind of riding that middle line between is this even comedy, drama, science fiction? But I, I, I like that here. I like that this is a show that can get weird and experimental and emotional, but still have you laughing and not have that be a weird um, title, you know, tonal shift. Oh, absolutely. Now we will have to carry that into our final thoughts. Uh, Neil, would you please lead us? Thoroughly enjoyed this season. I could have, I could have done with a little more dear lady. I love it when she shows up <laughs> and we, I think yeah. we only get her once this season and she's in rather falls. She's in letter. Kenny, that actress. So her getting more work is always great. Um, but spreading the love to some of the rest of the community, it was really good. They get on many more levels. 
in your head, spiritually, all that. Um, the season ends, but does a good job of setting up, like, where the hell do we go from here? <clears throat> um, I can't recommend it enough. I'm going to give it 9 out of 10 white Jesuses. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Elliot. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I, I just absolutely love this season. Uh, every episode I was looking forward to all week. Um, every one of them was a joy. It was funny, poignant. Um, I, I don't really have any complaints about anything this season. Um, I, I wanted more. Um, I... I um, have been frustrated with Taika Waititi in the past, and I feel like he is not so much involved in this show, um, besides his name, which I'm thankful for. I think this is really um, Sterling Harjo's show, um, and his writing is really, really, really incredible. Uh, I, I would be lying to myself if I said I wasn't going to give this a um, 10 out of 10 wayward uh, youth summits. <laughs> yeah. Melina. Um, well, yeah, I have very little to complain about with this season. I think if I had one that I would say is more than just a nitpick, it's I think the character of Jackie, who I think has a very a much heavier role in the start of this season. I think by the end of it, she's been kind of relegated to the background, which I know that they're probably trying to leave room to explore her more in uh, upcoming seasons, but it did feel like they kind of forgot about her. That was the one thing that pulled me out this whole time. And everything else with this is so strong that I feel like it's not, you know, while I could take points off from that, it's not major points. Um, yeah, the performances in here, especially from your four leads, are absolutely fantastic. Uh, I'm so in love with these characters. I love how they end this season because it just has you hooked for what they're going to do next. Um, I love the fact that they, I love some of the people that they brought in for smaller roles. They did that, uh, they did that with a few great people, uh, last season, people like Bill Burr. And here you've got people, like we said, Mark Marin, Megan Mullally, but you also have some great, uh, up and comers that show up like, uh, Tatanka Means shows up, son of Russell Means, and, uh, someone who just exploded onto the screen a couple of months ago, uh, Amber Midthunder has a great little role in here. Uh, I just think, yeah, I love the way that this is a great day in the life with all of these people. It's just becoming richer and richer with the more people that they introduce. And the writing is just so, so great, so rich and so funny. Um, yeah, by the time I was done with this, I watched this all in one day. I was like, oh my God, please make it 2023 because I want, I want the next episode now. Like I want it right now. Um, I'm going to give this uh, 10 out of 10 moments where I real I didn't realize that I needed Westody and Gary Farmer belting a Tom Petty song. Turns out I did. <laughs> yes. I'm going to do what I always do. I'm echoing what you guys are saying. Uh, love this season. Really loved the first season, though I didn't review it. And I'd like to find flaws in this because, you know, I'm the type of person that says nothing's perfect. But I really want people to watch this. There are things where you say, yeah, it's good. I think you'll like it. And then there's those rare TV or film experiences where you say, please watch this. I want you to watch this. 
A lot of these heavy themes, they're not so heavy. Somehow they make the burden light, as some healers would say. Willie Jack, as Paulina Alexis, I thought was the MVP of this season, but mostly because I've lived a life where I've kind of shared those kind of feelings of loss, like, well, I have this loss, what am I even supposed to do with it? I don't know how to carry this. Do I just live with it? My wife pulled me out of that one where she pretty much just said, it's not fair and it's okay to live knowing that it's not fair. And that really helped me out a lot. I think this show, as pretentious as this is going to sound, could help a lot of people with a lot of different issues, not just that particular heavy theme I've been dancing around. So I'm also going to give this for comedy, drama, a lot of young actors that should have if they choose to, great big screen opportunity and series opportunities. Just brilliant all around. 10 out of 10 spirit guides who are also just doing the best they can. <laughs> Most poignant scene in this whole show took place in a port john <laughs>